Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights. I'm DJ Chong and I'm an investment strategist at Standard Chartered. In this episode, we'll discuss some of our key views from our global market outlook. Joining me today for this conversation, I'm glad to welcome Steve Rice, Chief Investment Officer, and Marco Iacchini, our cross-asset strategist. The theme of our recently released monthly global market outlook is relentless optimism. Can you explain what you mean by this? Yeah, I suppose the the key thing here is equity markets uh, have rallied extremely strongly from the May and March lows of last year, so up around uh, over eighty percent. Uh, and obviously, there's good reasons for that optimism, right? So growth is is doing well, uh, rebounding strongly. We're seeing strong progress, at least in developed markets, with regards to vaccine deployment and reopenings. Uh, UK, US leading the way, but Europe also picking up. And policy remains extremely supportive. So both monetary policy, which we're used to, but fiscal policy has been eased dramatically as well in recent months and further stimulus is likely in the coming months. And also, obviously, we've got base effects. So last year, uh, naturally, the lockdowns led to a very sharp, unprecedented sharp uh, fall in, in economic activity. And we're seeing the reverse of that coming through now. And that's true for both economic growth and earnings growth. So overall, uh, we're seeing uh, you know, a very strong rebound. So that's creating this optimism uh, in, in financial markets. And I think that, you know, that's largely validated. The, the potential fly in the ointment is obviously inflation. We're seeing inflation expectations uh, rise uh, as we go forward. And that is norm- well, that would normally lead to central banks becoming a little bit more cautious about how much stimulus they provide. But we're seeing central banks around the world um, focusing on supporting economic activity, looking through this short-term spike in inflation, uh, and that just supports the reflation theme. So on a 12-month view, we still believe that equities are going to do very well. Um, you know, Obviously, there's, uh, there are concerns in other areas, so investment-grade bonds, for instance, um, but overall, the risk, risk rally looks likely to continue. Steve, the title just sounded a bit worrying to me, especially when everything you said seems so positive. Doesn't it mean we should be fearful? I think we share your concerns. I mean, if you look at valuations, uh, they're expensive wherever you look, right? So if you look at equities on, uh, relative to history, uh, their own history, they, they look expensive. Um, and it's true in the bond market space as well, um, in investment grade bonds in particular. Um, what we what we look at is saying, okay, where is the relative value between asset classes? And I think that's where equities stands out. So equities are cheap relative to bonds, um, particularly government bonds and developed market corporate bonds. So from that perspective, if we're taking a probabilistic view saying, OK, we've got all these positive factors out there and we've got equities still relatively cheap, then they're likely to outperform on a six to 12 month basis. Of course, that doesn't preclude the possibility of a short term pullback. Um, so, you know, we, we, we have done over 80 percent in what, 12, 14 months. Um, so that is something that we could be concerned about, but we would see any pullback as a buy on dips opportunity uh, rather than anything more sinister on a longer term view. Now, on the pickup in COVID-19 cases in the emerging world, how does this affect your views? 
Yeah, so obviously at the, the, the global level, um, we're not too concerned about this because the vaccine efficacy is, is still there. So, you know, as vaccines get deployed in a more, um, uh, more widespread manner, um, as I say, uh, developed markets is the key area where we've seen progress there. But as that goes out to EM, uh, emerging market countries, that should mean that we won't see further waves going forward. But in the short term, obviously, it's going to have an economic impact uh, impact on earnings, and that's made us a little bit more cautious on Asia x Japan equities. Um, so from our perspective, we, we prefer US and UK equities. So from a US perspective, obviously, vaccinations and reopening um, progress is, is very supportive, as is um, the policy support we see from both monetary and fiscal policies. Um, so, so that's that's one of the, the reasons that we like U.S. equities. Uh, for the U.K., vaccinations again a key driver, um, but also relative valuations and, and more tilt to value uh, style um, are, are the elements that support our view on the U.K. equity market. So, the team has also become more cautious in credit. Marco, can you explain why? Sure. Thanks, DJ. Um, I think before I answer the question, it's, it would be beneficial to clarify what we mean by credit here as Standard Charter, because it may mean it may mean different things to different people. Uh, for us, when we look at the credit universe, it's comprised by four uh, main segments of the bond market, really, and that's developed market investment grade bonds, high yield bonds, and as well as Asia dollar bonds and emerging market dollar government bonds. So when we look at the level one, what we call level one asset allocation, uh, so top-down level, we have become a bit more caution, uh, cautious on this on this area. And as Steve was saying, is as inflation might pick up, or at least expectations might pick up, um, we're trying to make our asset allocation a bit more resilient by reducing our, our exposure to some of these areas of the corporate bond market that are a bit more sensitive to shocks in inflation or yields. And particularly here, developed market investment grade and high yield bonds look uh, a bit more exposed in our view. Also, when we look at valuations here, uh, DM, high yield and investment grade bonds are much more expensive uh, relative to emerging market and Asia dollar bonds, and as well as compared to the relative history. Um, And therefore, we do think that the uh, potential upside uh, becomes more attractive in the emerging markets and Asia dollar space. On that, we have also seen some dollar weakness of late. Is it ready to resume the downtrend? And what are the implications for gold? No, absolutely. Um, the dollar, especially if we if we look at the dollar, it's been strong or uh, perhaps stronger than expected in some cases for the first part of the year so far. Uh, it is something that we expected, but we have remained and we continue to remain uh, dollar bears on a mid to long term uh, time frame. Some of the catalysts for us are uh, obviously the level of real yields, and that is nominal bond yields minus inflation expectations. We do think here that as inflation expectations may continue to rise in the short term, either because of supply bottlenecks or uh, consumer prices uh, jumping because of the reopening of the economies, we do think that uh, uh, real yields could potentially uh, trend lower. And historically, this has been a catalyst for um, uh, to make the dollar a bit less appealing to investors. And uh, so we think this could be finally a catalyst that might drive the dollar lower uh, going forward. And when we look at the on the other side of the coin, I guess, to the goal, our gold views, we have remained quite neutral, have had a neutral view on gold with a bit of a bullish bias. 
And as we see the dollar potentially turning lower and real yields, which we know that historically have had a strong correlation with gold, as we see these also turning lower, it might become a catalyst for our gold view or our gold bias to be um, um, to lean upward from here. Steve, Marco, thank you for joining our podcast today. And that's all for this episode of Standard Chartered Money Insights. If you would like to learn more or read our publications, visit our website at se.com under Market Insights. If you found this insightful, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcast from. For clients of Standard Chartered, you can check out the SE private banking app or reach out to your relationship manager if you would like a copy of our publication. Thanks for joining us and we will catch you next time on Standard Chartered Money Insights. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.